Hey man, what's your bacon? You gotta tell everybody what that means first. It's that extra side topping a main course in life that makes everything about your day even better. Whether it's movies, music, cooking, paranormal, video games, whatever it is that helps you unwind, maybe even get a little bit inspired. We talk to hot new bands. We are Felicity. Hey, this is Bradley from Emerosa. TV personalities. Hi, my name is Rachel Pizzolatto. Hi, my name is Patty Nagley. Wrestling personalities. Mm. Hi everybody, I am Eric Bischoff. WWE Hall of Famer, Godfather here. Actors. Mr. Sean Kanan, thank you for joining us. Hello, podcasters. Emo Social Club. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Schrader. Pretty much any like-minded creative across all facets of the entertainment industry. You can check out Bacon Is My Podcast on all streaming platforms, as well as the Strangerhood TV YouTube channel. New episodes dropping every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Listen in when we find the answer to the question, What's your bacon? Everybody, I'm Amber and I'm Maddie and we're Witches, Witches Talking, Talking Tarot. Tarot. And tonight we're on the air. <laughs> Sorry, please be right. Say, please be <laughs> right. Like ways. Yes, I I gotta flip it in post editing or what the fuck ever you say. Anyway, uh, so tonight we're on the air and we are bringing you an episode that we alluded to, or maybe we straight up said it last week, where we're gonna discuss. The quote-unquote lost colony of Roanoke and other lost cities out there in the world. Not all of them, the ones that we were most interested in and or that we managed to get research in for. Because you know what? There's a lot of lost cities. There's a lot of lost cities, which makes sense because how old is the world? world? Exactly. I mean, there's lost cities we don't even know are lost because we don't even know they motherfucking exist. We didn't know they were there in the first place. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes, that's... One thing I came to realize. So, do we want to start out with the infamous, infamous, (laughs) infamous, am I saying this correctly? Infamous. Okay, thank you. You are welcome. (laughs) Roanoke. Oh, see, I don't think it's infamous, but at the same time, I see why you say infamous. Because, let's be, like, let's be clear, guys. Roanoke was supposed to be, like... This uplifting, super cool origin story. Yeah. Okay, so if so, you're anything like me and Amber and you've seen the American Horror Story Roanoke, mm. then when you hear the story or you hear the name Roanoke or even Croatoan, you kind of have this no. misconception. <laughs> you don't? I have not. I I don't have the American Horror Story misconception. Well, a lot of people have a misconception, okay? that I, it's, I have a misconception. It's just not related to American Horror Story. Well, I don't know. I, I like the way that American Horror Story did it. Um, I like the way they did it because they were copying off Deadly Town, but we'll get there later. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, so a lot of people have a misconception that Roanoke was uh, like uh, this great mystery and these people kind of just disappeared and no yes. one knows where they and went. That is and they accurate, left. They left. my misconception. Yeah, no, and that's they, what it is. They, they learned left, that in school. Right, right, exactly. And yeah. they left this mysterious word, right. Croatoan. Oh, what does it and mean? nobody knew what it meant, exactly. And, like, I was actually a little bit pissed off uh, when I did this research. Not just because there is no mystery, and that was disappointing for me. Uh, 
But because, like, they damn well knew when they lied to us. Wait, wait. Okay, so how about... When was this discovered, though? Because maybe they didn't lie to us. Maybe this is recently John White. Governor John White. Okay. The guy that was the one who got the colonists to go be colonists that went with them in the 1587 expedition. He wrote down in his fucking journal, like, oh, I'm so relieved my family's okay. They're with the Croatoan Indians. He damn well knew they were fine. Yeah, and they didn't kill them. The Croatoan Indians didn't like because I had read. Ah, we'll get there. Yeah, because I had read like when I learned pack. about it in school. It was either you know, is it possible they went and right. lived with the Croatoan Indians is or it Native they Americans were mass- massacred is it by them? Right, but there was no bodies. Right, you know, and there were no belongings either. Because, but we'll we'll get there. Like, okay, so should Sorry. we? No, you're good. I'm just like, do we tell the old tale? Uh, completely separate and then get into it or just go through it and be like, this is real. This is what they told us. I think we can gloss over the old tale. I think, I think we can gloss over that get to the real. Yeah. The, the old tale is like Maddie said, these, these colonists, when somebody went back for them, they were just gone. They were disappeared. The mystery was nobody knew what the, the, uh, cryptic message of Croatoan carved into the pole was. And there's like, there's way more conjecture than just like they were either assimilated into or killed by Native Americans. Mm-hmm. There's also thoughts that they were abducted by aliens. Oh, yeah. That Bigfoot took them. Went to um, Hollow Earth. I like Hollow Earth. I don't. I like. I hadn't. Mm, Hadn't thought about that, but I like the hollow earth thought. But basically, like, everything under the sun, not so much the assimilation piece, though, because that's actually what happened, but they wanted to kind of hide that. Mm -hmm. Because, sad reasons, we'll get to, I guess. So, you know, the, the, the lost colony of Roanoke that everybody thinks about is also not the first lost colony of Roanoke. It's the second lost colony of Roanoke. Okay, what the hell? Yeah. So, like... (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Okay, so... Roanoke is crazy, y'all. So, Queen Elizabeth, the virgin queen, she wanted England to have a stake in the New World because we had Newfoundland up in Canada, but down in, like, in the lower part... France had something and Spain had like Florida. And so England needed to stake their claim, right? So she enlisted Sir Walter Raleigh to help her get a foothold in the New World. And because the Spanish were so brutal when they came over to the New World in the way that they dealt with the native peoples, Queen Elizabeth was like, <clears throat> We're not going to be like that. We're going to go over and we're going to be friends with them. And we're going to learn from them. And we're going to work together. So be cool, guys. So like 600 dudes go over in 1585. The Tiger is one of the ships that is in their fleet. And it's what all their food is on. And it gets like... Uh, it, it gets grounded or whatever 
fucking, you know, it, it hits rock bottom Damn. Uh, in the Outer Banks. And it sinks, and that's where all their food is. So, <clears throat> whereas originally they were going to leave 300 soldiers behind mm-hmm. uh, to establish a colony and, like, start agriculture in the area and befriend the natives and, and learn what they could about the New World. Uh, now it's like they can barely leave a hundred because like there's no fucking supplies. And beyond that, they've got good relations going on with the fucking natives until the captain of the ships, Grenville, uh, he decides to be a right asshole because a silver cup goes missing. Wow. I'm not surprised there's names Grenville. I know. Like. It was Sir Ralph Lane was the governor of this colony, mm-hmm. and Grenville was kind of in charge at the time while Lane wasn't there or some bullshit. Wow. And, like, fucker, his, they go over to the village because there's a missing fucking silver cup, and they're like, somebody stole this fucking cup. We want the cup back. Mm-hmm. A silver cup, oh y'all. Oh, my God. A silver cup wrote the way that America was going to go. Just FYI, a silver cup. So the villagers are like, we didn't take a fucking silver cup. We don't have a silver cup. And Grenville's like, nah, we can't go down like bitches. <clears throat> so he massacres the whole town what and the burns fuck? all their fucking crops. Oh my God, that's rude. Yeah, so obviously they were not cool with us. No mo. Not all of the natives, just this one tribe. And I'm pretty sure it was the Sicatan. Uh, and like... <clears throat> we were friends with the Croatoans, actually. And, you know, I'm picturing that fat fuck from Pocahontas, too. Yeah, no, like, you totally can picture him. It's not the guy, but it's the guy. The, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And, like, because Mateo is a Croatoan Indian that his uh, his chief was like, we can learn a lot from these people. They have a lot of technology that we don't have. Let's be friends with them. And sent Mateo back on the ship to England with the guys that went back. Okay. 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 So, like, Again, yeah. Pocahontas, so, too. Oh, is it really? I, <laughs> I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I've never seen it. But, oh, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I well, do know she yeah. goes to, like, England or something. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I, I didn't even know there was a Pocahontas, too. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. It's actually really fucking sad. Like... But, but anyway, and so is so, yeah. So, so they send this guy. So they said like Mateo goes back. So like we're cool with the Croatoans, but the the Sicitan, like they do not like the Europeans. And by we, I don't mean like because my family is not yeah, English. Yeah, yeah. Like I am not English. Thank you for listening, UK. Though we love you guys, but the the ancient English are not so cool. Uh, anyway, so like that's like how that went. So there's only like. A hundred guys left and like their resupply ship never came because it got sent to Newfoundland, but nobody knew that um, to warn the guys up in Newfoundland that the Spanish were now attacking English fishing vessels. Oh, my God. I know. Right. Like it was a comedy of fucking errors. Like Roanoke was doomed from the get go, guys. Like seriously, like. American Horror Story had that right because this shit was doomed from the get-go. I'm pretty sure the Silver Cup thing might have happened after it was just those hundred guys that were left. But anyway, so, like, this other captain, like, winds up coming over, seeing them, they go, like, a bunch of dudes go back with the other captain, um, and only 15 dudes stay behind. Oh, okay, that's not very many. No, it's not very many. It's just enough, like, basically, Sir Walter Raleigh has to have people there to call it a colony, and for his land rights to be valid. 
God, I would be terrified to be one of the people that have to stay. Oh, my God. So oh, terrifying. for real. Plus, like, think about it. It's a bunch of dudes. And, like, I don't mean this in any bad way, but, like, dudes have sexual urges. And what are they supposed to do? Each other. True. But they were Christian Englishmen. So, like, that wasn't really, really an option. If they had been, like, you know, cool pagan guys, they'd have been getting it on. No, I'm just kidding. I just, uh, I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. Like, I just don't see. But, yeah, I just mean, like, it, I feel like they were put in a bad position. You Poor know guys. I, mean? I feel sorry for them. I do, too. And they fucking disappeared. Like, nobody knows what the fuck happened to them. They're more of a mystery than the, the missing colony. Right? Like, seriously, because when... So, John White, who was originally in the 1585 mission as uh-huh. an artist, so he could draw out what the New World looked like for the English people, mm-hmm. Sir Walter Raleigh then enlists John White to be like, hey, why don't you be my governor? I Governor? Am I saying it right, guys? Governor? Is that an Australian thing or a British thing? I thought it was a British thing. I thought it was I've a, only heard I it in it British was, I thought it was an Australian thing. Good I, uh, governor? I, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was... Either way, I mean... They're the Australians same. Australians are just yeah. British Texans. I mean, Right, so, they're the same. You know, as a Texan, I guess, like, it works if I do it that way. Either way, right? <laughs> I don't know. But, like, either way, he's, like, he's got to enlist the people to be the colonists, right? So he gets his own family and all, like, and a bunch of his own friends to go back. And in 1587, they go back. But he and... Captain Fernandez, Mm -hmm. they don't get along the whole way over. So they get screwed from the get-go. They get over to Roanoke Island. They go to the colony that's supposed to have all these guys working at it. And there's just a skeleton. And the houses. One skeleton? One skeleton. Oh my god. Hold on. I'm scared. Uh, Did this really happen? This is what really happened. Yeah, this is is history. Oh my god. What happened to them? Okay, nobody knows. Like, that's why I said, this is, that is more of a mystery than everything else. Like, I don't know what happened to them. Most likely they assimilated into the native tribes or were killed. But, oh my god, I'm scared. (laughs) Also, they had to survive a winter in the New World. Yeah, you're right. I mean, well, surely there would be more remains than one skeleton, though. Right, that's the mystery. Where are all the other bodies? There's nobody buried there. Wow. Yeah, like, but, so they arrive expecting, like, 15 dudes. Instead, it's one skeleton. And so, like, they start fixing up the houses and whatever. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, okay, well, forget them. We're just going to move on in here anyway. Right. But they weren't even supposed to be at Roanoke. They were just checking in on those guys. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, Fernandez is already mad at John White. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they lost some... Like, it's really hard to get to Roanoke through the one little channel that you can get to with your boats or whatever. Right. And... They were supposed to go to Chesapeake Bay because it's better land and shit. They weren't even supposed to set up at Roanoke. But Fernandez wanted to go do some privateering, i.e. be a pirate. And so he said, I'm not taking your asses to uh, Chesapeake Bay. I'm leaving you right here in Roanoke. And they also, in the process of getting over to Roanoke, lost a bunch of supplies. Okay. God Um, damn. Yeah. So they're screwed and they're like, shit, we don't have enough supplies for like, you know, whatever. So the colonists, they basically take a vote and they tell John White, like, 
You gotta go back with him. John White's like, he won't take me. No, he totally will. He does. He takes him back to England with him. But they're like, you have to go back with him because the supplies stuff is gonna go to Chesapeake Bay. So he he goes back to England or wherever. He goes back to England. Now, when he comes back the second time. Well... It takes him, he's supposed to come back. Three years. It takes him three years. Yeah, it takes him three years. He's supposed to come back, like, immediately, pretty much. But he gets back, and Queen Elizabeth has said no ships are allowed to do shit other than fight the Spanish, because the Spanish Armada was now actively attacking the English. (gasps) So they do be like that. uh, In 1588, he gets permission to go with some crew somewhere, but... They, A, are being pirates themselves, and then they get attacked by pirates. So they have to turn back. Yeah. And he doesn't get out there again until 1590. And when he gets back, uh, it takes, like, a fucking act of Congress, which doesn't exist yet. Um, But I'm to somebody laughed, I hope. Our our US, our our DC listener, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Um, But uh, anyway, it takes an act of Congress to get the fuck over to Roanoke Island. And... There's, like, nobody there. Okay, okay. I know you said that it's not, like, a mystery and we know what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't believe it. I believe that we don't know what the fuck happened. Because no. you're telling me this shit happened twice? People disappeared in Roanoke twice? Right. Well, see, here's the reason that the John White thing is less of a mystery than the first guys. Because okay. the first guys are a mystery. Right, what the I fuck? forgot about that when I was saying, because I was just thinking about the lost colony when right. I said it's not a mystery. Right. So, before John White left, he had said to the coloner, colonizers, yep, that's what they are. They were colonizers. Um, he had said to the colonizers, uh... If you leave this area, because you're totally going to leave. Like, it's not ideal right. at all. It's not right. where we're supposed to be. We're supposed Tell to be Tell us where you're going to go. Tell us where you're going to go. And if there's a problem, leave the sign of a Maltese cross, which I learned in my research. I did not know. It's um, like a T. It's like a, a lowercase T. Well, no, I mean. Yeah, because, I mean, it's all. I mean, it's, it's all the same length. It's like an X turned on its side. Okay. All arms are the same length. Mm-hmm. Whereas I guess a lat- I've heard it called a Latin cross and a Roman cross in this research is the one where it's like long and then the cross is up here. You know oh, what I mean? Okay, so okay. like the bottom is longer than the top three, right? Okay. Um, so you're supposed to leave a sign of the Maltese cross if you left in distress. There was no Maltese cross anywhere to be found. There was one tree that had CRO carved into it. And then there was a fence post in the palisade, which is the only thing that was left, guys. They literally dismantled the houses and they took all the belongings that could be carried. And everything that couldn't be carried was buried. Like big trunks full of John White's own artwork were buried there at Roanoke. Because the, when the colonizers left, they couldn't take it with them. That is weird. And, and Croatoan was written. In, and so he was like, okay, you went to live with the Croatoans because we were friends with them anyway. So that makes sense. He wasn't even that worried. He was going to go to Croatoan Island the next day. Like, he was so not worried. He slept the night. Okay? Like, that's how not worried he was. However, that was a mistake. Because not only had they already lost several, like, seven men died trying to get to Roanoke this time around. Right. Um... And the at this point, the anchor for the ship has broken. Now, when the anchor to a he ship is broken... He wakes up in broken, the ship and it's, like, fucking down the fucking way. Like, gone. Well, no, what, it, the big ship, like, the big ship that would take them back to England, uh-huh. its anchor had broken near the outer banks, like, where the tiger 
went uh-huh. down back in 1585. I think so they would learn stayed, the first time. Well, so if it stayed there with not enough anchorage to keep it in safe, deep waters, it would get pushed up on where, like, the tiger got grounded uh-huh. at, you know, that kind of thing. So, like, they had to leave. But he didn't stay on his own thinking, you know, so, like... He wasn't worried about it. He wasn't like, oh, my God. He even wrote in his own journal, like, I am comforted knowing. um, This is not verbatim, guys. But basically, he wrote he was comforted knowing that his family was safe. Right, because his wife, he left his wife. His wife and daughter and his daughter that had just had a baby who was Virginia Dare. She's like the first Christian baby. Because, like, I heard a lot of things that said the first English baby born in America. No, it's not an English baby born in America it's now like the first American baby, except it's not the first American baby. It's the first European American baby. Mm-hmm. But really, I heard one thing, and it, like, the article, because I have articles read to me by Google a lot yeah. while I'm driving. And uh, Google read to me, this article said, the first Christian baby. And I was like, bingo, that's what they meant. The first Christian baby was born in America. Jeez. Because, like, here's the thing. One of the whole things about Elizabeth getting a stronghold over here was... The Spanish were Catholic. <gasps> yeah. And the English were Protestants. So, or maybe they weren't Protestant. I don't fucking know what name they were yet. Whatever. They were not Catholic. They were the other kind of Christian that existed in 1585. And so she was like, we got to make this a Christian nation. Fuck you, Elizabeth. You got what yeah, you Yeah, no, literally fuck Elizabeth because she killed Mary, Queen of Scots, and that's... That pisses me off. So, like, fuck Elizabeth. I don't remember that story well enough, so I'm just with you. Fuck Elizabeth. <sighs> Virginia. The Virgin Queen. But Virginia Dare was named for her. And, you know, whatever. Because she was named Virginia. And Virginia was named Virginia for the Virgin Queen. So, you know. So, there you have it. The true story. Well, I mean, so the most likely... They assimilated into the local native tribes because when somebody went back in 1706, I think, and was, like, kind of looking into what happened, Mm -hmm. because Sir Walter Raleigh had no interest. Well, and I'm pretty sure that I had read also that people have been on the island. Modern archaeologists have been on the island, and they found things like an English sword and, like, different artifacts that belonged to Englishmen. Mm-hmm. And that was the assumption that, okay, these are these people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure of it. Um, but also, like, the shoreline has eroded, like, by, like, nine plus feet since oh, damn. then. Yeah, like, maybe 900 feet. I don't know. A lot of shoreline erosion has happened since 1585. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, a lot of it's underwater. There wasn't, but they didn't find a lot. Just, like, I yeah. didn't know for sure they found an English sword. and They then- found a ring. They thought it was more valuable than it was recently. They were able to test it and discovered it was bronze, not gold. But I'm pretty... Brass. Brass? Brass. Mm -hmm. Brass, not gold. But I'm pretty sure I read something about, like, Native people thinking brass was very valuable. So, to them, it was valuable. But, so Sir Walter Raleigh didn't care about looking for them because as long as they were presumed alive, he still held his land claim. The second they were discovered dead... He lost his land claim because he no longer had colonists over here. Right. So he never came to look for them until he wanted to look into El Dorado later. But the guy that came back in 1706, he talked to local tribes like the Crotons and others uh-huh. who said, 
well, we are descended of the European settlers that were here. And they have, some of them have gray eyes. Some of them have blue eyes. Some of them have So they're not hair. full native. Well, there's thought that either they are albino or they are not full native. Uh-huh. But their stories are that they are descended from uh-huh. those people. So, like, why would they have story? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, okay, trigger warning. Racism is why Roanoke was, quote, unquote, a mystery mm-hmm. when when the english read that the other english people that originally colonized here at roanoke assimilated into the indian culture and interbred with them they were like high key disgusted oh i'm sure it's so, so they so wanted sad. to say so oh we like, don't know what exactly. happened to us that is fucking exactly like this guy wrote a book and he even wrote the book saying like ew kind of gross and then, like, everybody was, like, later, they were, like, we don't fucking know what happened. Right. We just don't know what happened. But there's, like, other stuff. Okay, so Jamestown, I forgot. I just remembered this. I never even wrote it down. When John Smith from Jamestown was caught by, and I think this is straight out of Pocahontas, mm-hmm. he was caught by some chiefs, and, like, he thought he was going to die, but the chief just wanted him to tell him stories or whatever. The chief told him a story about this like multiple different tribes that lived in the area around Jamestown that the, the tribesmen wore Englishmen dress and had like English customs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, like 100%, I'm sure there were probably some skirmishes with natives where some people did die. Uh huh. But I'm sure they assimilated. That said, did you read anything about the dare stones? No, you mentioned them, and I was like, what the hell's the dare stone? Okay, so back in 1937... I think you sent me bear stones by accident, and I was confused as shit. If you didn't, that's how I read it. Oh, I I thought I said dare stones. I don't know, because uh, Eleanor Dare, uh, John White's daughter... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned her name, yeah. Yeah, so the dare stones are... In 1937, this guy was out, like, looking for treasure because he was a treasure hunter. Uh-huh. And he found this 21-pound piece of quartz. Nice. That had Old English written in it. Wow, that's weird. And it was a message for John White. Really? Yeah, it even said, like, this rock is being carried to, or is to be delivered to John White, and he'll give you lots of presents for delivering this message. And basically it was... His daughter, Eleanor, saying we left the colony because it was terrible for like two years or some shit. No, did this really happen? Or is this... This is... mm, Speculation? Nah. eh. So like this really happened. Like the stone was really found. It was really turned into a college to be looked into. Um, This guy named with the last name of Pierce that worked at the college was really like, whoa, what the fuck? So he was looking into it. He deemed that it was not a forgery. He made the fucking mistake of during the Great Depression saying this college will pay $500 for the other, like any other stones, you know. Uh, So this guy started finding all these stones, right? Mm -hmm. So most of the dare stones are forgeries. One million percent. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The first dare stone. They, for a long time... Because of the other stones being forgeries, like Pierce really ruined his own academic career by, you know, whatever. But the first dare stone was tied up in the, it's a forgery. However, it was written in accurate old English 
1937, like three people living in Georgia could have done that. You know what I mean? Also, here's a mystery. The guy that Hammond, Hammond, Jurassic Park, the guy that found the dare stone, he disappeared after getting paid for the stone. He just disappeared off the face of the earth. Like they've even like tried to. I just think it's crazy that it's him. it's written in courts on courts. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, like it's super. Like yeah, I don't aliens. know aliens. Crazy, like it's super crazy. And they recently have started looking back into it because the college that currently owns the Dare Stones, they're a very small college. They're not a research college, so they only research them as they have funds to do so, basically. Right, right. Um, so they have recently been able to find out that essentially, if the original Dare Stone is a forgery, it is the best forgery that exists ever. Wow. Like, they cannot prove that it's not a forgery but everything says it's not a forgery does that make sense yeah so but all the other ones like they they proved totally forgery dude i feel i gotta say like i feel like you've been talking this whole time i've been like wow yeah i just like, like no i, I, I dug so, this no shit. i know that's why i'm letting you like just go because like i'm literally guys i am literally listening to the story and my reactions with yeah wow are you serious that's real like <laughs> yeah, those are real no, like, reactions i'm like what so much about this like because I, I kept looking for the mystery, the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> but like here's Here's why you want it to be a mystery. It it was a myth on purpose. Yeah. We were trying to have a better origin story than the pure-ass Puritans and the Jamestown massacre shit. So... There it is. The true story of Roanoke. But if you know what happened to those first 15 guys, fucking let me know. Yeah, let me know, because that's crazy. That's crazy. And nobody seems to care. Why does nobody Why care? Why does nobody care? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, And now for a word from a fellow indie podcaster. If you like weird, spooky, and strange history, then I have the podcast for you. My name is Brenda, and I'm the host of Horrifying History. Are you into the dark side of history? Horrifying History tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about. We tell the tales of haunted places, infamous true crimes, the paranormal and unsolved mysteries, and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies. Want to get spooky with us? Get your Horrifying History fix by subscribing today on your favorite podcast provider or by going to our website at horrifyinghistory.podbean.com. Tell me, since Sir Walter Raleigh was involved with Roanoke and El Dorado, and I couldn't find anything about, like, the El Dorado myth. I don't really know much. I, like, never saw okay, El Dorado. Okay, so El Dorado, I'm sure we all know from, like, the, what is it, Pixar or Disney or some See, shit movie. I don't. I don't know. I was, I know, I've never I was seen it, out. but I know okay, it's yeah. a thing. It is a thing. Um, it's a cute little movie. I've just never... Anyway, so the myth of El Dorado is that it's like this big, gorgeous city that's like lost and it's full of gold and riches. And as I say that, I'm like the fountain of you. Well, and honestly, it also makes me think of like the city of Zinj. What is that? 
Uh, it's like this mythical city where like there were diamonds in the ground. Like it's yeah, a it's something. It's shit. like it's like that, but with gold. Yeah. But the reality is, it was never really like a city, from what I understand. It was a tribe, and they had a. Um, every time there was a new chief, he would literally like dust himself in gold from head to toe. I think I I read that he like would wash himself in a, in a specific like lake or something like that. I did not, I did not read that. I did read about the gold thing Mm -hmm. and like, that's all I really, cause one thing that I read and it it really did make me think of our fountain of youth episode Mm -hmm. where it was like, maybe it's in a bunch of different places. right? Right. And they said the El Dorado myth was like an amalgamation of a a bunch of different things. And then Uh I read the thing about the chieftain and that's all I read. (gasps) And I ran out of time to find the actual myth because it's not one that I'm familiar. It's just like a lost city that everybody hunted for gold pretty much. Um, But the thing is when I was doing research on it, I read that some of the tribes people or people in tribes nearby or in that area said gold does not equal riches for them. Gold is what they would use for offerings or to look pretty. It it wasn't a money thing. It wasn't a financial thing. It was important to them. No, I get that because like what I read was like the first chieftain, I guess that started that or whatever. Uh Like, he said, I would rather adorn myself with gold and nothing else because it's the best thing to adorn yourself with. And if it's your offerings to your right, God, because it's holy, that makes yes. a whole lot of sense. Um, so anyway, nobody's been able to find it because it's not a city. It was a tribe. Yeah. Um, but well, that- and if it does hold the fountain of youth, as we talked about, you have to be worthy, worthy. Well, in that, not only that, but, like, near where they think the city would have been, though, they've found gold coins and gold swords and things like that. So it could have been real. Gold sword. It was weird. It was, like, it's crazy. That's, like, I don't know, gold sword? Impressive. Well, it's like they I were will like, never be impressed by that. Right sword. there is why people are like, "Oh, we got to find it," just like the Fountain of Youth. You know what yeah. I mean? Which well, makes go ahead. So no, you go. It just just that little taste of oh, but there's gold here, so it must be here somewhere. You know what right. I mean? Just to drive well, people. And I just mean how stunning a gold sword with rubies embedded in it. That'd be pretty. Not for using, like I. No, that's an athame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't work with gold much, but damn, that would be a pretty athlete. It would. But I like, I get it with the gold. Okay, because we are eventually going to do metals episodes we talked right, about. Right. And like, I get the whole like, if you're covering yourself in gold flakes, A, I have no idea how healthy this is, guys. People ingest it in alcohol all the time. People drink it, they eat it all the time now. Gold. So, yeah, I'm not a doctor, and if you do whatever you do, you know, whatever. I'm just going to say what I'm thinking here, which is if you're covering yourself in gold, you're literally, like, radiating your vibration toward the energies with a magnified frequency because it's a metal substance. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't that magnify energy in one way Which or makes another? sense as to why they would use it as a holy thing and yeah. why the chief would be the one to yeah because like yeah. i i i think it was back when i got tamed wild i'm not sure 
But I ha- I used to have this vial of oil that I used for ritual purposes. I used it every year before PPD. Now I'm going to have to find a new bottle because I used the last of it this last year at PPD. But it's got gold in it. It's gold and orange and nice. frankincense. Nice. Yeah. And, like, you put it on yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I always feel holier than holy when I put it on. So, I mean, like, I get the whole thing. I get it with the mm-hmm. El Dorado. I get that. I get that. So, so that's pretty much the gist with El Dorado. Yeah. It's not, like, a super huge myth other than it's something people have been chasing for centuries, like the Fountain of Youth. Yeah. So, Cahokia. This is crazy. Amber's about to take over again. My God, guys. Yes. Because like (laughs) what? If I didn't have a podcast, I wouldn't know about Cahokia. I grew up in America. Why was I not taught about this in American history, y'all? Like, tell me. Yes, I am getting that accent and maybe it is a little on purpose. I'm mad though, y'all. I'm mad. Why were we not taught about this? Cahokia was the only uh, metropolis north of Mexico in the Americas in ancient times. From 700 AD to 1350 AD, this metropolis had a population of about 15,000 people. Okay? Put into turn, like, make your brain focus on what I just said. 700 AD to 1350 AD. That's before the Spanish ever came over. You know, that's before 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I mean, this is ancient shit. And it was a huge fucking city that had been purposefully planned out. And it was placed, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it was placed right in the middle of America. It was like, it's like, so everybody can like get, yeah, it was where the Mississippi and the Missouri rivers come together. And so like everybody, those rivers run through the entire country. I'm pretty sure I meant to look at a map, but I didn't, I should have just asked my husband. He would have told me more than I wanted to know, but like the main, like there's still ruins over, uh, the St. Louis and Illinois area. There's actually like a national park in Illinois that you can go visit. It's got some of the remains, but like they built pyramids, uh, square bottomed, flat topped pyramids. They had 120 earth mounds that were like built. It was like buildings built out of earth by hand. Where are they? Are they still there? Uh, some of them are, there's like 80 left and they've only, um, they've only investigated like 12 of them so far. And they found, like, one Why really crazy Why the fuck did we burial. not know this? Like, I had no idea. Don't say that about the burial, because I watched a horror movie one time, very similar. It was actually, I don't know if you've seen it. I'm pretty sure it has Kevin Costner in it. It has somebody in it. Like, it, it has a really famous actor in it. Basically, like, behind their house are those, like, pyramid things hmm. for the burials. But there's zombies in them. Like, like. Oh, my God. You say that. And I just have to say, when I was doing my Roanoke research, one thing said they thought a zombie apocalypse might What zombie apocalypse? Where they at, Exactly! Like- right! I was like, that's the dumbest conspiracy theory. I had forgotten until you said zombies. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, it was a scary movie. It was, yeah. a, sa- it was a sad but, movie. But I just mean, like, they, they made, like, 
They, they made had their own observatories. They had a pole set up that uh, on the spring solstice, solstice and the autumn solstice. So the equinoxes, it lined up with what like the sun or something like oh wow they like yeah super advanced so like, it was an advanced they had a wood hedge which you know when we do our stonehenge episode i figure we'll delve into that a little bit because that's a part of this like mm-hmm. it's crazy and why didn't we learn about it in school no i didn't learn about it at all i had no idea if you guys learned about it let us let know, us know because like, i did not i didn't either like if you are from illinois are you taught about it right like the thing is in illinois but like like Maddie said, it was right in the middle of America, so like people could come and go. Like there was huge open multiple trade. tribes, yeah, multiple tribes coming together for religious celebrations and things like that. Uh, you can read between the lines all you want. I'm not going to get into that sad shit that we don't want to talk about because this is a fun episode. Um, but like they did DNA testing or something. And it was like people from all over America went there and settled there like a fucking metropolis, like fucking London. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, to me, it's just crazy. Like the soil was super fertile so they could grow corn to support a huge population. They had the rivers. So there was a population for water. uh, Yeah. Water and fish. fish, Exactly. Mm -hmm. So fish to feed like that large population. Now, unfortunately, the political hierarchy seems to be what eventually killed it out because literally on some of those mounds, like those big pyramids that were flat topped, that's because the leaders of the society literally lived up there and looked down on their worker citizens. And like something from, uh, Cartagena. I don't know. Maybe. Cause I was immediately, for some reason, I thought of one of your favorite movies, the mummy. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Like, I was yeah. thinking that with El Dorado with yeah. him being dressed oh, in things mm-hmm. from gold. I was yes. like that a Nox Salamoon bit. Yes, yeah. Um Yeah, no, seriously, like the mummy, I could totally see that. But my 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 thought was like, you know, I don't know if it's like that now or anything, but I remember in the eighties not that I was alive in the 80s, but I know in the 80s and possibly the 90s, uh, the stereotypical Cartagena from fucking, you know, romancing the stone. You've got the really rich people yeah. and they've got like their their big old like buildings and they literally look down on certain people like the poor people. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say romancing the stone. It reminds me I've got to listen to. Uh, Doom Generation did a guest spot on Docking Bay podcast covering Romancing the Stone. I love that, that movie. When I was little. Oh my yeah. god, I wanted to be Kirk Douglas was fucking hot as that guy. I wanted to be Joan Wilder. I still mm-hmm. want to be yep, Joan Wilder. I did too. Like I did she too. is so amazing, right. dude. Like her mm. life. I mean, I realize in the beginning of the movie, they try to make it really, she- oh, she's lonely. Fuck that. She yeah, got a she cat. She go wherever she wants. She's got honey. a cat. She's a multi-time she, best-selling yeah, author. Right? Like, she living it, y'all. Don't, mm, don't, don't, like, don't no, yeah, don't no, that's play. fucking that's awesome. That's the dream. Literally. Literally. Like, the dream. And I do. Even with the getting kidnapped by, like, and it's the dream. Yeah, Lit- yeah. because that one, oh my god. Adventure. Exactly. Adventure. And, like, I realized recently like first of all she wrote about her adventure and named it romancing the stone that's why it's called romancing the stone oh, i love that movie and then like in the just, ending there's a new movie i, I want to see not remember the ending but i do love 
I just love the title, Romancing the Stone. It's gorgeous. That gave me so much headcanon as a young person. Well, and there's a new movie out similar. I do want to see it. It's a Sandra Bullock movie. It's also got... Yes! I want to see it. I want to see it so bad where she's like a multi-time best-selling romance author and she gets kidnapped. And the the guy who is the model for her books, which is Channing Tatum, she doesn't take him very seriously. She's just like, yeah, he's just a model. Can you try and like sex it up a little bit? And, you know, he's like... I'm going to show her that I'm not just a stupid model. I'm going to save her. And, and it's like, she's and literally to show him what a stupid model. Exactly. Is. Or show her what a stupid model but is. I like the idea of an author literally being saved, quote unquote, by the model of their yeah. book, because that's like that's cute. dream come true. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is. Instead of you're in love with him, he's in love with you. Yes, I love it. It looks it looks really good. I need yeah. to watch that movie. And now for a word from a fellow indie podcaster. Death by DVD. When watching is never enough. Hi, I'm Harry Scott Sullivan. You may know me from such podcasts as, uh, Death by DVD. We here at Death by DVD sit painfully through hours and hours of movies, so you, the public, can make an informed decision of what you put in your ear holes and eye holes. Some of these films are good, some bad, and some even unmentionable. But all have one thing in common. Watching all of these movies will one day melt our brains into a sloppy wet mush. No need to thank us. We were already methodically destroying ourselves with cinema. At least this way there is a permanent record of our demise. As the midnight hour approaches, the smoke sets heavy and the booze begins to flow like blood. Tune in and drop through hell with your host, Harry Scott Sullivan. That's me, featuring horror artist I. Alexander Nash and more as we take you on a journey through the worlds of horror, gore, cult, Strange, slasher, psychotronic, trash, twisted, gornography, weird, driving, cheesy, lost, rare, and frightening films. Join us and listen as life collapses upon itself. Every episode of Death by DVD is available to stream and download directly at www.deathbydvd.com or wherever you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Good Pods. Just search for Death by DVD. I'm Linnea, and I like Death by DVD. It's a statement. Oh, but speaking anyway. of movies, they should totally make a movie about the 
Haliki. Haliki. Oh yeah, the Haliki. Thank you for mentioning that because I was about yes. to be like, bye. Um, uh, no, because I was like, oh, I have a mental plan. I was like, we did Roanoke and then El Dorado and then Cahokia, Haliki, and we'll finish out with pop culture and Dudley Town. Um, so basically, Haliki was this city. It was like this city in ancient Greece. Okay, ancient Rome, ancient Greece. Um, they were like a really big city. They had their own like money. They had their own like political system. They were very thriving. They were like city. a thriving metropolis. Yes, like, exactly. A like, thriving city. Yes. Now the tale goes that for five days and five nights, different animals left. On the first night, the mice left. On the second night, the snakes left. On like the third night, the like birds left. And like there was like, all of the li- little animals like that. I can't remember the other two. They all left. And then suddenly there was a giant earthquake and a tsunami. And well, that's why they left. Right? The animals are smarter than us. They, they went under. <laughs> like, the whole city was underwater for so long. People that's didn't right. even All the inhabitants drowned, didn't all they? All the inhabitants drowned. People didn't even know it existed anymore because... People in the ancient times, they used to talk about it all the time. Yeah, I went to Haliki. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I went to vacay there. And then they were like, we don't. I got a tiki in Haliki. We don't talk about Haliki no more. Because, like, the first rule of ancient Greece is we don't talk about fucking Haliki. And that's because they were, they were so close (laughs) to the ocean that they worshiped the god Poseidon. They had a temple for the god Poseidon. So, as ancient Greeks and, you know, Romans, by default, do, um, they assumed that they upset their god, and that's why they were swallowed up by a tsunami. Not just assumed. I read the... They thought that, like, the other people thought Uh that, because the Haliki people Mm -hmm. would not give their big brass Poseidon sculpture to some people from like Asia Minor or something. Really? Really? Yeah. That's I thought, cr- so, so I was going to ask you questions pissed. about no, that. No, I have no idea. So Poseidon was I, pissed about that and drowned right, him I get, Yeah, because I was like, I assume these people must also worship him right. for that to be a thing, right? Well, I guess, or I guess it would spread his worship right. if they would be willing and that would explain his wrath at them being unwilling. Like, no, we're Poseidon's people. That's right. our statue. It's just, it's honestly really sad to me, reading up on it, I would say it is equal to, and controversial thing, Pompeii, and I'm going to say it's equal to Pompeii because they all fucking drowned, you guys. I was expecting her to say Atlantis, damn it. No, that was also brought up. It was theorized yeah. that that could also have been a city that inspired Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah, um, but no, I was going to compare the, the great disaster to Pompeii, because yeah. like, while Pompeii is pretty horrific, because, you know, everybody fucking burned. That's pretty <laughs> bad. Everybody fucking drowned. It's the exact fucking opposite, bro. It is, but like, the ash people touch them and they dissolve and it's so sad. I'm sorry, Pompeii really makes me sad. Guys. Oh my god, you've got to see the movie. Well, you probably won't because it's fucking sad, but it's called Pompeii. It's got Kit Harrington in it. The ending, he falls in love with this girl, and you want to know they're trying to run away from the fucking volcano, and no, I'm gonna, no, I'm no, gonna no, ruin it. it. I'm gonna ruin it for everybody. And then he stops. He stops, and he's like, "We can't outrun this." Oh my god! No! She's like. She's yeah. like, no, yes, we can. He said, no. no. Guess what happens? They die. But they kiss, and then their bodies are preserved. 
forever. Ah, Cersei's so jealous. Like, <laughs> well, no, Kate Harrington's Jon Snow. No, I know. Oh, but Cersei Lannister. Like, oh, yeah. You know, if she and Jamie had. She it was just. A, it was the most beautiful ending for a Pompey <laughs> movie that they could do because when they kissed at the end, it showed that their bodies were preserved. That's like the old forever. people in Titanic. Okay, yeah, it was bullshit. Like, oh my god. But though you start the movie knowing everybody dies. I know that's the worst. Same I mean, I guess Titanic. it's the same with Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that, dude. But and like, every episode I would compare it. I would compare it to Pompeii because it is so like Pompeii. Sad. Everybody drowned. Everybody died. Uh, it's just kind of the opposite, which is really upsetting because, like, uh, there were. People, I'm sorry about my face, YouTube. I can't stop. There were people I'm that lived there, you know, and it's like. Part of me wonders, were there people that saw the animals leaving and they were like, what's going on? This is weird. Or were there people that saw the animals leaving and they were like, we need to go too. Because once there had run, to be, because like, I am one of those people. When the rats leave out uh, of the city tent, that's got food in it, you got to question. Yeah, you got you to gotta yeah. be like, we got to go. Uh huh. I yeah. like to think maybe there was a, a family or two that realized, okay, this is not okay. Probably poor. Um. That's yeah, my, you know, because they know how the rats paying attention. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, I I hope some of them survived. Unfortunately, you can't say the same for Pompeii. I don't think anybody survived that one. Like, so it's very upsetting. That's so heartbreaking. I'm I'm sadder about Haliki than I thought I would be. It's real sad. It is fucking. Sad. It's real sad. Damn. It, yeah. So that's the story of that okay. lost city, and we like found it recently. Like it, it like came up somehow. Okay. So okay. it wasn't like that's why it was a lost city because, as I was saying earlier, before I got distracted, people were quit talking about it because right. it was like cursed city. It was like a thing, right? Because Poseidon, right? Exactly. Right. So then they it was anger him exactly. So it wasn't until recently. I think it was recently. By recently, I mean well after the ancient Greeks. I don't know when. That it started to come up again and people, rem- like, you know, figured it out. No, that makes sense, though. I mean, it is sad. It's very it's sad. sad. It's the opposite of Pompeii. Now I'm like, damn, we should have not done that episode. We should have done it with Pompeii. But I don't know if I want to do an episode on Pompeii. I don't know if I can. I know. It's I'm like, like that's heart wrenching. Like, the have like, you- here's the thing about like some natural disasters. Like, you like to believe as a human being. You like to believe, like, I, the only way out is through. Like, I can get through this. I can survive this. But there's certain natural disasters, such as both Haliki and Pompeii, that, no, you can't. Would Pompeii be considered a lost city? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. No, Because it's not, like, disasters. lost, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you heard the song Pompeii? Yes! Oh, my- I was trying not to think of. And the walls Stop! It's actually- stop! It is! Stop! Stop! You're gonna make me cry! It is actually pretty no. fucked up. Like, I, I was singing it, and then I was listening to the lyrics, and I was like, <laughs> bro, they're... They're actually talking about, like, the walls of the city are tumbling down. I never caught that until you said that. And I was like, God damn it, that is, oh, man. Right. That's just, like, pumped up kicks. I I love that song. Right. But you got to listen to But then the you're lyrics. like, Columbine. No! Pompeii, the song, really is about Pompeii. That's why he was like, 
how am how how am no. I going to be an optimist about no. this? I the mean, walls are literally tumbling down, and then he's like, gray clouds rolled over the yeah, skies, bringing yeah. darkness from above. It's literally about the disaster. No. But if you think about it, it's fucking beautiful oh, that we could. Cre- in them pumped up kicks. Damn. Yeah, I used music to sing be that depressing. Song all the time. God damn, you trick me a lot. Like some of my favorite songs are about heroin, and it depresses me because, like, damn. I had no idea that song was about heroin until I really listened. Yeah. You and just, then, like, when half of your favorite songs are like that, you got to question things. About, right. Like, yourself. Like, damn. Oh, thank God. So, Never what was there. the next? So, Dudley Town. Dudley because, Town. Like, Amber's Dudley excited Town. about this one. I am, because, like, I see more uh, similarities with Dudley Town and the American Horror Story Roanoke, which, like, I almost got through it. I totally forgot that, like, Roanoke starts out with the reality show and then it has the season two of the reality show. Totally forgot. Totally oh, yeah, you're that. right. I totally forgot I about that, too. too. First of all, watching. I just want to say with the Roanoke movie or the show, oh, the American yeah. Horror Story, I did like it. I, you know, it I watched it the first time it. and I was like, I don't know. And then I watched it again. And I was like, no, I love this. I love the cab driver. He's fucking oh, hilarious, yeah. dude. I like him. He is so fun. I was devastated when, what's his name, Jordan something, the the medium died. Oh, yeah. that was upsetting. I really liked him. Cricket. I really liked I him. Like, but Gaga did, oh. Oh, my God. She's she so killed. good. She did. Yeah. No, I love, I, I Kathy love Bates is a good psycho, dude. so good in that. Like, there's nothing I don't like about that season. Like, I know a lot of people hate that season, but I like Rona. No, I like it, too. I, like it I do, lot. too. But, like, just in doing research for the Appalachian Trail episode that we did last mm-hmm. week, so if you haven't listened, you should totally go listen. But just doing that research, this Dudley Town, which is part of the Appalachians, because it's on the Appalachian Trail, mm-hmm. even though it's up in Massachusetts, not down mm-hmm. in North Carolina, it has way more crossovers with um the Roanoke show like the American Horror Story Roanoke like okay so for one Dudley Town is on what used to be Mohawk Nation sacred land and it now people see it as a negative power spot where entities come and go I could see that, right? Because we discussed... Because, like, yeah, like, that's the American Horror Story thing that has that going on, and that's why the colonists that died there and blah, 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 right? But Dudley Town also, like, I, I briefly covered it. I'm going to briefly cover it again, just to anybody that hasn't listened to the last episode yet. Dudley Town is part of Cornwall in Massachusetts. Also, I wrote shit down this time, whereas last time I was winging most of it. Um. It is currently in what is called the Dark Entry Forest, which is fucking weird to name a thing that. Yeah, right? Why the fuck would you name it that? Well, it's in a valley between three mountains. So, like, by noon, it would be dark. That is so scary. It's creepy, right? Right? Yeah, and so, like, of the four original Dudleys that moved there, because some guy named Griffiths or some bullshit like that originally bought it, <clears throat> bought the land out there and then like Gideon Dudley in 1747 he buys land out there and he goes right. and starts a farm and then in 1753 his brothers 
Barzillai and ABL. Wow, move what out the there. fuck? I know. I knew the fuck like, they right? their kids Wait, then. Gideon is the most normal name. Right, you it got is, going yeah. on, right? Um, but like, so they move out there in 1753, and then Martin Dudley, who is from a different portion of the family. Like he's far enough removed from the Dudleys, even though he is a Dudley that he marries Gideon's daughter. Okay. So he's like, he's like a cousin. A cousin. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So they all live out there and, um, three of the Dudleys moved away and they prospered. They did fine. They lived long, normal lives. Mm-hmm. Abiel Dudley stayed and he went crazy. And yes. he was poor. And he was actually a ward of the town at the time of his death. Oh, geez. Because he couldn't pay his debts anymore. And so basically, like, the town owned him. And then he went crazy and died. But his neighbor, his closest neighbor, was William Tanner. And um, not only did Abiel's, like, best friend die building something on Tanner's house, but Tanner lived there like for a long ass time until he was 104 years old. And when he died, he was quote unquote, slightly demented and talked about, uh, strange creatures that came in and out of the woods. Uh, again, if you think about the show Roanoke, that pig boy thing, Mm. what was that? Did they ever, did the show ever explain that? I'm pretty sure they did, but I don't even want to remember I don't, but, like, that thing creeped me out. It was definitely creepy. And it connected with the first episode, or the first season, too. Yeah, it did. It did. But um, Nathaniel Carter and his family were the family that they were massacred by a group of natives. Mm -hmm. He and his wife and infant. And then their other three children were taken to Canada, where the two daughters were ransomed. And the son, David stayed with the tribe, married a native girl, and then they moved to New York and he became like a journalist or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously like Dudley town was not too good for their family. No, you know? I mean, it sounds uh, freaking insane. Right. And Herman Swift, who was, he didn't live in Dudley town, but he lived like right down the road from Dudley town. And his wife was struck by lightning. Oh my God. On their front porch. Damn! And died. That's and sucks. then he went crazy and then died. Oh my god. What is happening? Okay, right? Okay, and so like, there's also random disappearances that weren't mentioned by name. Mm-hmm. Um, but for like, such a small area. More disappearances. 50 year period. Way more disappearances, suicides, and people going crazy. It just makes me wonder, was there something in the water? I know you say that. Was there lead in the water? But what about all the people that didn't go crazy? Well, it doesn't affect everybody. I don't think. Well, and I just, the strange animals in the woods being like a random thing that ties all these different generations Mm -hmm. together just makes me go like, I mean, it could be lead in the water, but I think it's more paranormal than that, personally. Personally, Mm -hmm. like, I really see it in connection with American Horror Story Roanoke, where it is this dead spot. Because, like, okay, so in 1901, John Patrick Brophy, his wife died of consumption, which is not weird. She had been sick for a while, and consumption back then, totally normal to die What's consumption? Uh, Like, uh, uh, the lungs. uh, Okay. uh, we, We know what it's called now. Pneumonia. Not pneumonia. Um, Tuberculosis. Oh. I think that's consumption. 
I think. If I'm wrong, correct me in the comments, but be kind. I didn't fucking look it up. Uh, but yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, definitely let me know in the comments. It helps our algorithm. Um, but his kids, like right after his wife died, his kids just disappeared into the woods. What the fuck? And then he vanished into the woods too. Huh. That is weird. Like no trace of his body, like vanished, like that is weird. Yeah, I'm fucking like, weird. What? Right? And so then the last fact that is interesting and weird is in 1900, Dr. William Clark bought land to build like a summer house, right? Um, his wife, Harriet Bank Clark, and he would spend summers, uh, like take a week vacation out there in the summertime, and they would go spend Thanksgiving out there, right? Mm -hmm. In 1918, his wife was left there for 36 hours. Actually, so it wasn't three days. It was a day and a half. I wrote that down wrong. It's not three days. It's 36 hours. She was alone for 36 hours. He comes back. She's crazy talking about things coming out, strange animals coming out of the woods. And she kills herself. Weird. He keeps that house. He remarries a woman named Carlita. Carlotta. I wrote it down somewhere. Somewhere I wrote it down. But anyway... He remarries, and um, he and a bunch of his friends in 1924 start the Dark Entry Forest Association to make it private land that nobody can come on and to keep it wild forever. I think that he fucking knows something. I think it's like American Horror Story Roanoke, because I just see all these different, like... No, for real. I mean, for real, for real. That's crazy. Like, it is crazy. Like, these places really exist. Don't go there, guys. Don't go there. It's Would you dangerous. go there? You're not supposed to. Oh. It's, like, legally, you're not supposed to. When Blair Witch came out, apparently, um, back in 1999, a bunch of people went in the woods and fucked up the ecosystem oh, by no. looking for, like, witches out in the woods. Bitches. Bitches. Mm. People ruin everything. Uh, would I go there if it wasn't, like, illegal to do so? Fuck yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would. We're, we're white people. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, we would. <laughs> but also, like, I'll go to heal some fucking energy, and I'll fuck around and find out, because, like, you got this one life. YOLO, mofo. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm not doing that. <laughs> ah, but do you know of some other lost cities we should tackle in a future episode? Let because I really enjoy. Like I fucking. Oh, I know. I had shit. so much fun. Was Roanoke how you expected, or did you learn something? I'm very curious. Did we ruin a mystery for you, like we did for ourselves today? Right. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. And if you're mystery. watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at Witches Talking Tarot and Twitter at Classiest Witches. Hello, Victoria and Melissa. You can join them on patreon.com forward slash witches talking tarot and become patrons of ours if you would like extra episodes, bonus content, and your very own shout out. Um, make it so where we have to write down our patrons' names yeah, so we don't guys, forget you guys. Help us out. Yeah, we would um, love it. Yeah. Send us to Salem next October. Right. Thanks for sitting with us for a spell. Bye. Hey Maddie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. 
Hey, I was wondering, do you have uh, that candle I love in stock? The Peppermint Prosperity one? Oh my god, that one's so good. But no, I was thinking about that other one that I love. You mean like the Rose Self-Confidence Love Spell one? Oh, that one smells so good. But no, that the other candle you make that I really Ooh, love. Oh, you must mean the Spiritual Healing oh candle. Oh my god, yes, it's so pretty. It is, it is. It's got all those herbs in it. Like, it's all made to promote spiritual healing. We've got lemon and lavender. It smells like a fucking lemon and lavender cake. It does. And it's so pretty too. I love that Thank candle. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and if you guys like candles, Maddie makes amazing candles in her shop, Peace, Love, and Tea Leaves. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Hey, Amber, where can I find... Okay, listen. Where can I find your triple moon stuff? Because, like, I'm obsessed. Oh. Well, I've got... Um, most of my triple moon designs are available on two different sizes of mugs, as well as a bunch of different uh, t-shirt colors or uh, hoodies. I love my mug I got from you, dude. I literally love it. Like, it is the perfect size. What'd you get? Like, it's 15 ounces, I think. Yeah. And it's the perfect morning cup, like, oh, for coffee. I, I understand. Plus, it's fucking gorgeous. It's purple, dude. Oh, my God. Yes, that one is beautiful. I love the Magic Potion mug I got from your shop because... It's a magic potion that I drink in. It's my favorite. I love it. I'm I so know. glad. Well, you can find um, Amber's merch um, at Amber's Etsy shop. Yes. Um, so if you guys want to support the hosts that make this show, you can visit our shops and peruse our wares. Um, my stuff is available at www.amberisthecolor42. That is a 42. Etsy.com. And you can find herbal teas and all sorts of things at peace love or at www.peacelovetealeaves.etsy.com. Thanks for sitting with us for a spell. 